Hello and welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of books. And me and Claire like to keep in touch by reading the same book. So we've started a little book club together, which we're sharing with you through our podcast. And it was my turn to choose the book. We have just started our ninth book club book. And we have decided, well, I decided to read To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf because I thought, why not give the classic books a go? We read up to the end of chapter eight, so we've just got to the beginning of chapter nine. And this book is a bit of a tricky, sticky one, I would say, because I'm not a fan of classics as it is, just because of the English. And when I started reading this particular book, the English was easy to read and I was enjoying it and it was fluid and I liked the words and the characters. My only problem was is that I didn't realise that this book was written in a style which is called stream of consciousness and that is when the character will kind of be going about their day talking about what they're doing but then every time they have a change of thought or anything it will the book will shift to this change of thought as if the person is just thinking naturally you know how we all think in our own heads and we just bit and bob around and the book reflects that and is written in that style and I really cannot get on board with that style sometimes because it's really hard to make sense of what's actually happening and what has happened in the past or the future or which character we're focusing on at that current time because sometimes I find in this book we'll be following Miss Ramsey then she'll have a thought about her husband and then all of a sudden we're in the husband's point of view doing you know whatever he's doing and then we'll flick back to his wife when he has a thought about his wife and it's really hard to track who we're following who's who and what actually is going on (laughs) yeah and after I'd read the chapter I did have to go into the internet to try and get some thoughts about it and I read some reviews on the books and the, the book gets reviewed you know when you go on goodreads it's got like loads of five star reviews and stuff like that and then there was this one person that had given it a one star and it basically said i have no idea what's going on what are these people reading what am i just like not getting this you know this is this is it's just about nothing it's just like going on and on and on she's talking and it's going off somewhere else and there's quite a few and that's kind of how I'm feeling a little bit. I'm like, I'm a bit lost. And then when I read these notes about it, it sort of made a bit more, it meant a bit more to me and I did sort of understand it. And I kind of thought that that was how I was understanding it, that it was just people talking about people, people talking about themselves, how they're feeling, how they feel about other people. Because there's quite a few characters, isn't there? There's, there's Mr. and Mrs. Ramsey, and they're eight children. And then there's Charles Tansley, who didn't like Mrs. Ramsey and now adores her, is how I've read that. All I've understood is everyone's in love with Miss Ramsey. Yes. <laughs> and then there's Lily Briscoe, who is some kind of artist. And then there's William Banks as well, and Augustus Carmichael. Yeah. He's the neighbour who doesn't like Miss Ramsey. Is he that he's... I'm not sure why. He's the one that always seems to be... Apparently, yeah. Out of his yeah, mind Yeah, he has an opium. Floor. He has an opium addiction. Yeah, from and what he's I a read. poet or something. Yes, and he's always yeah. dropping stuff down him and 
things like that. And she keeps saying, do you want me to go get you something from the shop? And he's like... (laughs) (laughs) And then there's poor old James, who wants to go to the lighthouse, and they're saying, no, you can't go to the lighthouse, or the father. He's a little bit up himself, the father, isn't he? He is, and because he's like a philosopher... He thinks he knows everything, but he's also not earning a lot of money, I don't think, at the moment. Do you know what took me... This is something I'm still not sure on. You might know the answer. The book is called To the Lighthouse, and as far as I'm aware, the book at the beginning is meant to be that they always holiday in the lighthouse, and then they stop holidaying in the lighthouse, and then they go back when they're older. That's the gist of the story. We've not got to that bit yet, but I can't decide whether... They're in the lighthouse at the moment, or they're going on holiday to the lighthouse, or where they actually are in the world currently. I believe they are staying in a cottage near the lighthouse. Okay, okay. Because I thought the holiday home was meant to be inside the lighthouse. Yeah, what I believe is that they always go to this summer house for their holidays, and they take trips to the lighthouse. That is ha- that is my understanding, and that's kind of what I got from some notes I read about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the issue with this book, because it is stream of consciousness, it lacks context. So it's really hard to understand where the people are in the world because there is no context to what they're doing because you can't figure out, like I say, the timeline. Which is why both of us, I mean, I've been using Spark Notes um, because they have like a, a chapter breakdown, they've got a plot breakdown. And I find it's really easy because you read it and you go, this is what I think's happened. And then you check it and it's like, yes, that is what's happened. However, mm. this event that you thought was happening in the present was actually something that happened in the past. And I'm like, oh, okay. Ha- um, so that has been a lifesaver for yeah. like, understanding what's going on. Having read the notes on the book, the the couple of chapters that I read on the notes, I find that now I'm reading it, I'm not expecting too much. I'm not trying to read a story. Mm. I'm understanding that it's just people's thoughts about other people. And I, I don't think it's got, yeah, like you say, there's no real connection between what happens in one page goes and jumps to something else. I've just, vis- do you know what I'm visualising? Just like these bunch of people all in different areas around the house <laughs> and the garden. Because the Just thinking, just thinking. Yeah, there's like kids playing cricket somewhere as well, isn't there, in the garden? Yeah, I thought it was night time. Yeah. And I thought they were on an island surrounded by water. So I was like, where are they playing cricket? Like, my, my visual location of this book is completely wrong. Uh, I don't know. Anyway... <laughs> I did, however, read some of this book like in a really long stint. Like I read quite a lot of the pages all at once. And as I got near the end, it suddenly started to make sense. And at which point I was like, am I going crazy and that's why it's making sense? Or am I in the stream of consciousness? I'm just on the level. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it, Claire. I feel like it's challenging us both. I think it's going to challenge us both, but I think we've just got to keep going with it and see see how we how we do. Oh my goodness, is this going to be our first return? I feel like this is a book that I will name drop to look clever. Yeah. 
You can tick it off your <laughs> list anyway. I can. I can tick it off the list of classic books that I have to read because it does appear on the hundred books you have to read before, you know, your bucket list yeah. books. So um, I'm willing. At least I can take it. Off I'm that. willing to keep going with it. I think, like you say, uh, I got seemed to get a better understanding towards the end of the the chapters. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we will be reading up to chapter 17 of to the lighthouse and hopefully we will understand this book more as we go as i say i think both of us are understanding it it's just about finding that context and navigating the stream of consciousness because it is just such a weird way to write a book so that is to the lighthouse if you are reading along with us um let us know your thoughts over on instagram at least the book for one looks gorgeous next to that lighthouse Claire it's a great picture (laughs) and what else have you you been reading um I'm still I you know I I am reading I'm doing a bit of reading but the thing is is I'm also doing quite a lot of decorating at my house so any spare moment I have I am painting walls so my reading kind of fits round at night time when I'm about to go to sleep and then you only read so many pages and my obviously the the podcast book is my um, must make sure I read that book, so that becomes a priority. Um, so I'm I'm nearly look how look how close I am to the end of this book. I'm so close. Oh, you are so yeah, close. The diary of a bookseller, and I was really trying to read it. I I was really trying to read it before our podcast episode, but I'm still going. So I'm still on the diary of a bookseller by Sean uh, Bythell who is the owner of The Bookshop in Wigtown, which is in Scotland. It's a very famous bookshop, and there's a, he talks about a lot of people going in and out of his shop, and he also tells you about online orders, books found, how much he earns in a day, which varies from £80 to over £400 sometimes in a day, dependent on you know, what day it is, talks a little bit about his life and all the books that he goes and finds. And he did mention a librarian, which I thought I'd read that part. Ooh. Shall I read you it? Yeah. It's it's not good. No. No. A woman spent about 10 minutes looking round the shop, then told me that she was a retired librarian. I suspect she thought that this was some sort of bond between us. Not so. On the whole, booksellers dislike librarians. To realise a good price for a book, it has to be in decent condition and there is nothing librarians like more than taking a perfectly good book and covering it with stamps and stickers before and with no sense of irony, putting a plastic sleeve over the dust jacket to protect it from the public. The final ignominy for a book that has been in the dubious care of a public library is for the front free end paper to be ripped out and a discard stamp whacked firmly onto the title page before it is finally made available for members of the public to buy in a sale. The value of the book that has been through the library system is usually less than a quarter of the one that has not. <laughs> 
wait till he sees the books that we used to, used to have podcast stickers all over I them, know. QR codes. I know. And I'd be like, Claire, this is getting out of control. There's stickers everywhere. When I read the stickers bit, I was like, oh my goodness, he would laugh at my books in the school library because of all the stickers. <laughs> So so it did make me laugh out loud when I read that bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess to a bookseller, actually librarians are, you know. Yeah, plus devil. we destroy, A, we destroy books and B, we stop pub- the public buying books because they can get them from yes. us for free, <laughs> like, you know, for a reduced cost. So we are kind of like the anti-bookseller yeah. Yeah. in a way. So, uh, yeah, but um, I think I, I can probably give this a rating now because I will have finished it by next week and then I'll have a new book to talk about. So um, I haven't got to the end of it, but I am going to give it a renew because I think I will revisit it and lend it to somebody because it's a good read. I, I've really enjoyed reading it. The anecdotes have been amazing. Yeah. I've really enjoyed listening to his thoughts on just book life. And and there's so many more in there that I haven't spoken about. It's just been really, really funny. And I so want to visit Wigtown in Scotland. We should go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into his shop and then he'll be like, oh no, more libraries. Yes, yeah. I don't think I'll mention that. <laughs> yeah. We'll be like, we're podcasters. And he'll be like, oh, no, not podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant, Claire. Well, a bit like you, I've not been painting and decorating, but my reading has just taken a bit of a slump. I think because, you know, once I read Virginia Woolf, I was like, oh, wow. You know, it really took a lot of brain power to get through that. So um, I'm still reading Electra by Jennifer Saint. And that is the retelling of a Greek myth with a feminist twist on the Trojan War. And I really, when it comes to Greek retellings, I usually gobble these books up and I read them really quickly and then I'm on to the next one within a week. And this one, people said, was better than Ariadne. And this one's taken me so much longer to read than Ariadne because I think my main issue with this book is that the best thing about the Trojan War and the most interesting part of it was the war, (laughs) you know? Mm. And when I read... Madeline Miller's Song of Achilles, which also is kind of around that myth. You know, we were on the front lines, it was Achilles and all of that. And this one, it's all about the people that aren't in the war. They're at home, you know, in Sparta or, you know, they're behind the walls safely and sound. And I'm only about halfway through the book, so maybe I've just not got to the nitty gritty. But by halfway through the book, I want to be in the nitty gritty, you know. So I'm not sure how I feel about it. And I think that's why I'm... I haven't read it as quick, quickly as my other books because there's just nothing there that's keeping me motivated to read on because I'm like, what is it? I know how it ends and I don't care for the characters, so it's really hard to keep going. Uh, it's not a bad book by any means. It's really well written, but I don't know. There's something that's not gelling with me personally at this moment in time. That might all change, but it's slowing me down a bit on my reading. However, I did find a new audiobook. This is quite a big book at the moment. Everyone's talking about it. And the audiobook that I'm currently listening to is Yellow Face by R.F. Kwang. Oh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. That's terrible if I haven't. But um, 
it's about a woman that is kind of a mediocre writer, hasn't really made much of a name for herself, but she's kind of loose acquaintances with this very popular writer called Athena because they went through university together and they were kind of always on the same circuits and this other writer is like massive and big and the main character really doesn't care for her but one night they kind of have like this crazy evening of drinks and have like this eating competition and Athena chokes to death and dies oh I know and while she's at this woman's apartment there's an a manuscript there that Athena hasn't sent to anyone. No one knows this manuscript exists. Anyway, she steals it, edits it, prints it under her own name. And I think someone knows about the manuscript and that it doesn't belong to her. And that's kind of like the crux of the book of, you know, what's going to happen? How far is she willing to go to make sure no one knows it was ever Athena's work? And I'm I'm very early days. I'm literally at the part where she's got the publishing deal, but someone's kind of said that they've got the original notes of Athena's, and it's like, oh, is the whole thing going to fall apart? And uh, it's actually, I'm really, really enjoying it. The narrator is very good. Um, You really feel like they've embodied the character who's not very likable, but likable enough that you're happy to, like, you know, listen to them if that makes sense but there's they're so deeply flawed and I just I think it's very interesting because it's almost a bit of a not a murder mystery because there was no murder you know it was an accidental death but there is that mystery element of you know who's going to blackmail her is anyone going to find out about it is it all that bad that she stole the work you know um, there is a lot of dubious elements to it but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far like I say the narration is strong and I think in an audiobook that's what you need you need a captivating voice to keep you enthralled in the story so so far it is living up to the hype I'm really enjoying that one and I'll let you know how it goes moving forward maybe there is going to be a murder because she's going to not want that person to spout out are they I wouldn't be surprised. The way the main character acts, you're just like, this person is capable of murder. <laughs> mm. It's good. It's a good storyline. Like, they could have done more to save Athena, you know, when she was choking her to death, I think, personally. But I think there was an element of them that didn't want to because they didn't like her. <laughs> I'm hoping to finish Electra by the next podcast because I kind of want to move on. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes with the book, you're like, how am I still reading this? Even if you're enjoying it, you're just like, it's been too long. I feel like I've been reading mine for so long, but it's just 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 busy times and when you're doing other things. and Yeah, and I know reading's like reading for pleasure. So I just feel like there's so many books out there in the world. And if I can only read 30 in a year, I'll never read like all the books. (laughs) I know I won't read all the books anyway, but it's just like... That's like 30 other books that I never got to read because I got stuck on this one book. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, what I would like to say is is Sean Bythel does have uh, some kind of trophy in his bookshop of a Kindle that's been um, trashed, I believe. I think it's like framed on his wall because obviously he doesn't approve of, of a Kindles. trash Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I quite like my Kindle. I've got paperback books and I have my Kindle and it has saved me space. When you don't have a big house, 
you can't be buying all the books. No. No. You just can't. Because no. where are you putting them all? Well, it's you literally like me because I'm going to be going to the library for my books. It's just practical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love a book, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I've run out of space now for yeah. any more books. <laughs> <laughs> And that is all for this week. <laughs> uh, I feel at some point we should have a Kindle book debate yeah. and um, everyone can kind of vote where they fall on the scale. Like you say, I think they all have their places. Do let us know your thoughts on To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf and we'll be reading up to chapter 17. Do follow us on Instagram at Lounging with Books because we're always posting content and obviously do catch up with all our episodes if you you know if this is the first episode you're ever listening to we've got loads now so do go back and listen to them all because they're great i think personally biased and it is goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me